The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about making software intelligent. Joining us is Peter Voss, who is the founder, CEO, and chief scientist at IGO AI, which is taking technology a step further with the commercialization of the second generation of Peter's conversational AI technology, with a bold mission of providing hyper-intelligent, hyper-personalized assistance for everyone. Yesterday, Peter and I talked about chatbots revolutionizing the need for enterprise digital assistance. And today we're going to wrap up our conversation talking about hyper-personalization using AI in customer service. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Peter Voss, the founder, CEO, and chief scientist at iGo.ai. Peter, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you. Excited to have you back on the show and continue our conversation. Yesterday, we talked a lot about the underlying technology being used for artificial intelligent chatbots. And my takeaway is it's a great application for customer service. We've moved past the if this, then that type rules. We can do deep data ingestion. But now chatbots are starting to be able to make judgments and actually basically have a brain to learn. And so they can have more human feeling interaction. Talk to me about some of those use cases where you're having a chatbot be customer facing. How are you personalizing the experiences using a chatbot? The key to hyper-personalization is to make sure that you treat every customer as an individual and not as a demographic. So a lot of personalization that is being touted is really to statistically put people in a certain bucket and say, okay, we'll personalize it. And then there might be some simple personalization in terms of just remembering the person's name, of course, and addressing them by their name and things like that. But to really have hyper-personalization, you need to understand what the person is saying. You need to learn and remember what they said earlier in the conversation, what they said yesterday, last week, last year, and take that into account in, your, in the service that you provide, in the conversations that you have. So it really requires deep understanding. It requires context. It requires short-term memory, long-term memory, learning, reasoning, and all of those things to hyper-personalize. An example might be a cable company where you're calling in, your Wi-Fi isn't working properly. 
Now, traditionally, they'll say, well, have you tried rebooting it? So you have to ring off, you reboot the system, you call in again. Have you tried rebooting it? That's not hyper-personalization. It drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Hyper-personalization is that your AI agent remembers that you called in and that the rebooting helped. Well, presumably not because you're calling back again. So try moving it closer to your computer. You know, your computer's in the kitchen. So try and move the router and put it in the kitchen. Did that work? Remembering what kind of equipment you had, what you've tried before, and the history of previous interactions, that would be hyper-personalization. And that actually is an experience that will be much superior to actually talking to a human. And I think that's an important takeaway that the technology we now have, the conversational AI technology with memory, with a brain, can actually offer superior service because it's like talking to the same person you spoke to yesterday and they remember you. They remember everything about the conversation. No wait time, 24-7 and hyper-personalization. Now, this can be for a corporate enterprise, but it can potentially also be for an individual. So an example there might be a diabetes assistant having IGO help you manage diabetes. And there the hyper-personalization would be, are you vegan, vegetarian or not? What kind of foods do you like? Do you like broccoli or love broccoli or hate Brussels sprouts or whatever? And it can hyper-personalize then to your preferences, to your desires, but also to the history, again, of what have you done before? What have you tried before? Where are you in your management of diabetes? So again, the hyper-personalization to the individual, not a demographic, can be extremely powerful. What I'm hearing from you is that one of the benefits of using a AI-driven digital assistant is it's essentially unlimited forever memory, right? I understand that you have called in before and you said that you've already reset your modem, so I don't have to ask you about that, as opposed to the traditional experience of calling, you know, Comcast or AT&T, what have you, and you say, I've already reset my modem. And then they say, let's start off by resetting your modem. Nothing makes me more irritated than that. You get the sense that you are being listened to, which has a valuable experience, you mentioned the notion of a food journal or describing what your likes are, and there's an unlimited memory for some of the things that you say. But humans aren't always programmed to have that memory before. I might say, you know what? I don't really like Brussels sprouts because I'm six years old and no six-year-old likes Brussels sprouts. But then as you become an adult, 25 years later, you've said, I don't like Brussels sprouts, but the context changes with maturity. How does artificial intelligence understand that humans don't always mean what they say? Certainly, that is part of being intelligent, is understanding that things change and that they may be contextual, may change over time. And that's part of being intelligent. I mean, that's what you expect of a human and ultimately of an AI. So I don't think that's a particularly difficult thing to do, given the right technology, you know, that things have a timeline and things change over time and are contextual. So I think it can certainly take that into account. There's actually a kind of an interesting scenario that we have with one of our customers, 1-800-Flowers, where the difference might be when somebody says, I want to buy roses for my wife versus I must buy roses or I need to buy roses for my wife. So those could be subtle differences in context of whether maybe you did something bad and you have to buy them or whether you would just <laughs> like to buy them. Whether you're trying to earn brownie points or cash them in. <laughs> 
Right. Ultimately, you'd want an AI to be sophisticated enough to be able to tell those kind of sentiments and potentially adjust the conversation accordingly. So there are lots of different things that you can do. Again, in the sort of gift buying scenario, if somebody says, I want to buy some chocolate covered strawberries for my niece's birthday, and you then give the delivery address, and you give the name, then an intelligent AI assistant will know your relationship and remember the relationship that it's your niece, that it's a birthday and what her name is, and you will have that memory and be able to use it in future. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. This conversation is going a different direction than where I thought it was going to go. My expectation going into this chat was that we were going to be talking about, well, your underlying data is a source of information for a chatbot. You can tie into your CRM and you can understand what a customer's interactions are. Is it the case where artificial intelligence is either so smart that it doesn't need to look at internal sources of data or customer experiences like what the traditional marketer does right now? I think of a B2B website, we're looking at how many times did somebody click on an ad? What's the white paper they downloaded? Did they attend a webinar? What content did they consume to tailor our message? Does artificial intelligence look at those signals as well? Yes, absolutely. It goes both ways. The brain can use and should utilize whatever data you have, whatever signals you have, both as knowledge that it can utilize and potentially just as a context, as a general preference, as a general bias towards something. Does this person generally like this kind of product or that kind of product when you're making recommendations? So it can certainly, I mean, it can even hook into a recommendation engine that might be specifically tuned for the company's products. So absolutely, there's invariably integration to backend systems that have information. So for example, one of the things we do where possible, if the chat pops up on a web page, 
we get the context of what web page it is or what product that we're looking at. And we utilize that information in the conversation to know, are they already in the middle of buying something? Are they browsing? Are they doing search? Are they on the FAQ page? And we can utilize that information. So you can have really this seamless omni-channel experience where it's almost like the AI is looking over your shoulder while you're doing it and can help you with what you're trying to do on the website if the chat is launched from the website. But there's also the other side of that, and I say it goes both ways, is it's often very difficult for companies to develop the extra databases and ways of gathering information and storing that. And they always have huge backlogs in their IT where an intelligent chatbot can actually help you collect information, like the thing that I mentioned, you know, that you're buying something for your niece's birthday. That may not be information you have in your database that you have a niece and what her name is and what her birth date is. And if that kind of information is collected during the conversation, that can be fed back into a corporate database and be used in other ways. So it's, it's a two-way street. Let's have a little fun with artificial intelligence here. What do you think are some of the most interesting, humorous ways that artificial intelligence is providing a personalized experience? Well, chat GPT, if you're talking about entertaining and humorous and just funny things happening, chat GPT certainly comes up with some amazing things where you can say, write me a poem or a song about Elon Musk's strengths and weaknesses in the style of Bob Dylan. And it can come up with some really quite spectacular and funny stuff. But you can also say, I've been goofing off at work. I need a report for my boss. Can you make up a report of what programming I did over the last few days, complete with sample code snippets? And it can do that in a very convincing way. Now, I don't know if that's funny, but it's certainly spectacular. In our own work, we tend to really focus on getting the job done in the most efficient way. And it's not so much about entertainment. It's about just pleasing the customer and getting the job done. That's typically when you call into a company, what you really want is you want to get the job done. I look forward to the day where the BenBot is sophisticated enough to be able to handle our customer service and maybe do a little sales for us. I am a little nervous that at some point here, the conversational intelligence is going to be good enough where I'm going to be replaced and not have to record podcasts and won't get to have conversations like this because artificial intelligence will just be better at asking the questions itself. But for now, Peter, let me just say that I appreciate you coming on the podcast and being my guest and telling us a little bit about how artificial intelligence works and how we can create personalized experience from it. Thanks for being my guest. Thanks for having me. It was fun. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Peter Voss, the founder, CEO, and chief scientist at iGoAI for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Peter, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Peter E. Voss. That's P-E-T-E-R-E-V-O-S-S. Or you could visit his company's website, which is iGo.ai, A-I-G-O dot A-I. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schapp, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. 
And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.